You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to a simulated White Sox game brought to you by Sacks in the Basement and the fine folks over at Cork and Carey at the park. The White Sox currently sitting at 5-3 and three, go up for their rubber match with the series tied at 1 with the Boston Red Sox sitting at a record of 5-4. and four. Gio Gonzalez, no record yet, and a 4.50 earned run average through his first start, going for start number two against Ryan Weber, who is 1-0 and gave up no runs in his appearance last time with the Red Sox. Currently, the White Sox, Indians, and Twins all sit up atop the AL Central, while the Chicago White Sox are led at the plate right now by Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu. Abreu has a 4.19 average and a 1.163 OPS. Anderson's hitting 389 with an OPS of 949 without a home run this year and through eight games has a hit in each and every game. He will try to extend his hit streak to nine. White Sox at Fenway in Boston against the Red Sox now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fenway Park. My name is Chris Lanuti for Sacks in the Basement, and you are listening to one of every day's simulated with Sacks in the Basement. We're doing each and every game here while the world sits in its current state, and the White Sox have won two series so far out of two, and will try to win their third series in a row here in Boston. Ryan Weber has already pitched one game. He went eight innings, giving up only two hits with one walk and three strikeouts in his only start of the season. And he is already 1-0 and looks strong for the Red Sox his first time out this year. Tim Anderson walks in carrying an eight-game hit streak, hitting 389 with two RBI. And he will get the start today at short as he has ever since opening day. And the first pitch on the way is high and outside for ball one. Red Sox sitting at 5-4. and four. White Sox coming in at 5-3, and three. and the pitch on the way. That's low and outside, ball one. 55 degrees today, clear skies, wind four miles an hour. Looks to be blowing from right to left, straight across the field. Weber sets, the pitch on the way. Outside ball two, two and one the count. Interesting thing about this series, we've even noticed it ourselves, all the games are much longer. It's as if MLB The Show 20 found a way to show how the Red Sox make games take forever. Maybe this one will go a little bit quicker today. The pitch on the way. And that one's down the first baseline, foul. The next pitch. And that one is lifted in the left field, back towards the wall. It'll go off the wall, above the scoreboard. Anderson chugging in to second. He is safe under the tag with a head first slide. And he leads it off with his sixth. That's right, his sixth double of the year through nine games. He has not cleared the fence yet, but he is an extra base hitting machine, and he now has a nine-game hit streak through nine games leading off for the Chicago White Sox, and has been one of the best performers at the plate so far. Here's a young man who has been up and down but played well last night, and when the White Sox gave a day off to Yoan Moncada and put Danny Mendick in the lineup, they shuffled some things around and moved Luis Robert into the two spot for this game. 
and he stands up there now hitting 192, but looked very sharp in this series. He is 1-1 one one quickly with no outs here on the top of the first, and Tim Anderson on second base. 1-1 one one the count. Weber delivers. Showing bunt. That one is dribbled down the third base line. The only play is over to first, so Robert does his job and advances Anderson 90 feet with the sacrifice bunt. And the Sox have a run 90 feet away at third base with one out on the sacrifice 5-3 officially made by the scorer. And Jose Abreu, the other red-hot hitter in the White Sox lineup with two home runs hitting 419 on the season, steps in. One out, top of the first, Weber delivers. Low slider, ball one, with Yasmani Grandal hitting in the four spot today on deck. After Grandal, you'll see Aloy Jimenez in the five spot, Neguin Encarnacion in the six hole. Then Bazara, Liari Garcia, and Mendick. Low inside fastball taken for a strike, one and one the count. This simulation is using MLB The Show 20 as this pitch is on the way. And we're doing each and every game, not one a week, every single day. And we've been doing it since opening day after announcing it about a week before the season would have started. One and two, the pitch down the third base line, and that is going to hug the line and go fair. Anderson scores easy. Abreu around first. There will be a throw in a second. He is safe as that rattled around the corner in the left field corner. And Abreu with his third double of the season has an RBI driving in Anderson, and the White Sox are up early, 1-0 here. So Anderson hits a double, gets bunted over by Robert to third. Then a line shot down the third base line goes all the way to the wall. And Abreu's on second with an RBI, and Grandal steps in hitting 250 in the first pitch. From the righty Weber to the lefty, Grandal is inside for ball one. He has a five-game hitting streak and three home runs with nine RBIs so far. A 9.33 OPS. So don't let that 250 average fool you. He has been contributing. The pitch. Outside corner low. Catches the strike zone. One and one the count. One out top of the first. White Sox leading one to nothing. The pitch on the way. And that one is drilled the short. Grounds over. It's going to go 6-3 across the first after they hold Abreu at second. Two outs. So two go on on the ground out. Aloy Jimenez steps in. He's got five home runs on the season and nine RBIs. But he's hitting under 200 at this point. All five of his hits have been home runs, including the one yesterday that went into the parking lot over the Green Monster. Takes the first pitch low for ball one. Weber resets with two outs in the first. This one is chopped up the middle. It's going to be a tough play for the second baseman. Throws across his body. He snagged it over second base. Spun and got Jimenez before he got to the bag. So still, Aloy Jimenez is yet to get a hit that wasn't a home run. Meanwhile, Abreu plates Anderson. Sox lead 1-0 mid-first. You're listening to a White Sox simulated season on Sox in the Basement found everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Gio Gonzalez in his first start. Six innings, five hits, five walks, five strikeouts. He let a few runs in. The ERA sitting at 4.50. Got a no decision in a game the White Sox eventually lost. And Jose Peraza steps in after having a day off yesterday, hitting 217 and leading off. As we mentioned yesterday, the Red Sox have very different lineups depending on if the starting pitcher against them is a righty or a lefty. They got a lefty in Keuchel. This was the lineup they used against Keuchel in the 12-inning affair the other night. And then they had a righty yesterday against Cease. Completely different lineup. 
They're back to that original lineup at the beginning of the series against Geo. This one is off Geo's foot and kicked into center field for a base hit. So Peraza's on with a leadoff single. Gonzalez tried to kick save that. All it did was skip off his heel and over Leary Garcia, who might have had a play if it doesn't hit Gonzalez. So there's one on for Alex Verdugo, who hits up towards the top of the lineup, even though he's a lefty, when he's going up against lefty pitchers and hits at the bottom of the lineup against righty pitchers, showing a little quirk in who he does better against. Gonzalez sets inside fastball, ball one. One and one the count. Want to mention our sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park. Proud sponsors of Socks in the Basement. Therefore, since we're doing these games, as there is no baseball in reality, they are sponsoring these games. Low, ball two, two and one the count. Order some food from them now at grubhub.com or just go to corkandcarryatthepark.com and support your local businesses so they are there later on when the world goes back to normal. The pitch on the way, and that is fouled off down the third base line. They got good wings over there, and they have some excellent chicken wraps as well. And the burgers are award-winning. The count goes full with J.D. Martinez on deck. Gonzalez leans in. Takes the sign, runner on first, 3-2 count, no outs in the bottom of the first. Flared out in the right field, curving towards the line. Mazzara and his horse will make the play and chase the runner back to first base with a cold stare down as he flips that into the relay man, Garcia. So the runner holds, there's one out, J.D. Martinez comes up. He's got a four-game hit streak, hitting 256 with a 310 on-base percentage. So he has not walked much early in the year. But he is always a danger. And that's a strike inside. Gonzalez checks the runner, the pitch on the way. This one inside fastball, 89 miles an hour. Ball one taken. No Mookie bets in the lineup means Martinez means so much more now in terms of production for the Red Sox. Although some fans blame him as he swings and misses at that one for why the Red Sox could not afford to keep bets in the future as he picked up an option in the offseason, forcing the Red Sox hand, and they end up having to trade bets away to the Dodgers. Fouls that one off, the next pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, 80 mile an hour changeup. He was way out in front of it. And Martinez goes down swinging for the first strikeout for Gio Gonzalez here in this game. And Xander Bogarts comes up hitting 289 with four home runs. Nine RBIs in the season. And he has done well against the White Sox in this series. Sacks trying to strand the leadoff hit at first base. Change up inside, strike one. I want to thank the Blue Island Beer Company, located in Blue Island, for providing me with tasty beverages for this ball game today. The runner goes, strike called. Brandal unable to get him at second base. So Peraza advances 90 feet on the stolen base. But Bogarts is 0-2 now as he takes a pitch for a strike. Rondell bounced that one into Anderson, did not get that ball off cleanly. And the runner got in easily. Gonzalez checks him a second now and delivers. In the dirt, runner holds as Grandal looks him back, picks up the ball in front of him, flips it back to Gonzalez, one and two the count. The pitch on the way. Inside low changeup, two and two the count. I'm drinking some Mojo is my co-pilot from Blue Island Beer Company in a nice uh, 500 milliliter bomber that they provide me today. A tasty, what they call intergalactic pale ale. So it's an IPA, but it's intergalactic, I guess. Very tasty, though. Very good. 
They're doing takeout orders, and every once in a while, they'll deliver. Follow them on Facebook to get more details. Also, you can Google their website if you want to. That works. Google's still around, right? Google's okay? Google's still around. That's good. The pitch on the way. That one's fouled off. Gonzalez has pitched 20 pitches here in the first inning, looking for pitch number 21 to put away Bogarts with a runner on second and two outs here in the bottom of the first. The pitch outside taken on a 12-6 curveball that missed. Rafael Devers stands on deck. 3-2 count now. A long inning for Gonzalez. But the Red Sox hitters have done a very good job of taking their time getting in and out of the box. They slow things down. The umpires seem to be immune to their, their wiles as they're able to delay games and make innings last a long time. That one's fouled off down the first baseline. Will reset. Full count. The pitch on the way. That one's chopped to short. Anderson charges it across the body. Picked out of the dirt by Abreu for out number three. There was a hit. Nobody crossed after one. The White Sox lead the Red Sox. one nothing. Edwin Encarnacion comes to the plate. He's hitting 250. Two home runs, five RBIs. Getting on base at a clip of 300. Been hitting in the sixth spot mainly. Has shown some power. And right now his role has been to give protection to Aloy Jimenez. This one is flared into the left center field gap. Get down. That will. It will get in there. He will hold it first as it was cut off before it got between the two outfielders by the center fielder. That was an outside pitch out of the zone. And he went out and got it. He planted his foot right at the front inside corner of the batter's box, just inside of it, as he planted it, making that swing going forward. Plopped that ball out there for a base hit. Mazzara steps in with the lowest average of all players that have been regularly starting, hitting 148 with four RBIs, but his OPS sitting at a robust 429, and I say that sarcastically. This young man has to get things going here. He is still struggling out of the gate. And he's 0-2 quickly, taking a fastball in the outside corner. His last game, he was 0-5 with three strikeouts. He was sat down yesterday. And now he's back in the lineup today. The pitch. That one is flared off as he protects the plate down the third baseline foul. Encarnacion, not really a threat to run, so we're station to station right now as the pitch is on the way. Outside fastball taken for ball one on the close one. One and two the count. Good eye by Mazzara. Hitting in the seventh spot today. Weber sets the pitch on the way. And that one is a low 80 mile an hour changeup taken. At this point, Weber has as many pitches as Gio Gonzalez. He's almost an entire inning in front of him. As that one is rocketed out in the right field, going towards the wall in the corner, and that one is gone. It hit the concrete on the other side of the wall in front of some guy's beer. That just barely clears the wall, but it gets out 372 feet in the right field corner. A two-run jack for Nomar Mazzara. Encarnacion scores, and the White Sox lead here three to nothing. As that one was hooking back towards the pole, right fielder heading back. It is so low the wall there, it's just as low as most first or third base lines in any ballpark. In that corner of right field, there is no big wall to get over. Any other ballpark, that hits the wall and stays in. It barely gets over. Might have even hit the top of the padding there on the way down. Leary Garcia steps in for his first at bat, hitting 240, and Weber 
who's already given up three runs here and is yet to get an out in the second inning, has him one and one with the pitch on the way. Outside changeup taken, two and one the count. Sox already lead three to nothing. They have gotten out in front either immediately or within the first few innings. They've had the lead in all three of these games. So they have not been chasing too often against the Red Sox. And it took 12 innings for the Red Sox to come back and beat the White Sox in the first game of this series. Two and two the count. Inside slider almost hit him at the knees. Three and two now with Danny Mendick on deck. No outs here in the top of the second with the White Sox already leading three to nothing in this rubber match. The pitch to Garcia. Inside jam shot in the center field. Can of corn, and that is the first out of the inning. Don Paul, former White Sox relief pitcher, has been with us all weekend long. He'll be talking with us a little bit later on in this game. Stay tuned for Don. He's going to be talking a little bit about what it was like, I think, to play for his hometown team and what it was like also living at home during the time as Danny Mendick steps in with one out in the top of the second. Four-seam fastball in the zone for strike one taken. He was 0 for 5 with two strikeouts in his last game. He has seven at-bats on this season and has yet to reach base. The Sox go home tomorrow for a three-game set against the Seattle Mariners. All three games are day games. As this one is right out to center field. He didn't even need to move on the fly out to the center fielder. Mendick goes down. There's two outs in the top of the order with Tim Anderson, who in this series alone, four for 12 with three doubles. He has six on the season, and he has a nine-game hit streak. He won the 2019 American League batting title, and he's out this year to prove that that was not a fluke. Inside pitch brings it to 2-0, so three day games against the Mariners, a day off on Thursday, and then three games against the Minnesota Twins. So after six games on the road, it'll be six at home as this one's lifted into the corner. If it's fair, it could be gone. It is gone over the green monster right near the pole down the left field line. And Anderson has his first home run of the season on a solo shot. The second home run of the inning for the White Sox, 378 feet. It got out of here at 105.3 miles per hour as it gets up and over the monster right at the pole. Looks like it might have even nicked the pole and then gone out into the parking lot over the monster. And Luis Roberts steps up now. He sacrificed Anderson from second to third after his leadoff double in this game in the first inning. He now stands up there with two outs and nobody on in a 4-0 lead. And swing away, young man, as he is 0-1 on a foul ball. Next pitch is a high fastball taken for strike two. He's 0-2. So the Sox had three at home. They took two out of three. They had a six-game road trip. They're currently sitting at three and two on that road trip. This one skips down the third baseline into the corner. Robert on his way into second. He will get there easily. Standing up at second as it gets into Bogarts. Out on the grass is the relay man. And Robert lines one down the third baseline into the corner. Over the outstretched glove of Rafael Devers, he stands on second base now with two outs. So with two outs, Anderson hits a bomb. And Roberts on second. So if you think about it, the White Sox get a two-run home run from Nomar Mazzara. The next two guys come up, and they're both flyouts to center field. It looks like Weber's going to escape. And then it's a home run and a double, and Jose Abreu's up at the plate. And you're not out of the inning yet. 
That one is chopped foul behind the backstop, 0-2 the count. So a six-game homestand starts tomorrow in Chicago as this one is chopped to second base on the easy ground ball. 4-3 put out. Abreu is the third out of the inning, but not before the White Sox bring the bats out some more. Two home runs for a total of three runs in the second. They lead 4-0 going to the bottom of two. Rafael Devers is hitting 270 with four home runs, six RBIs on this young season. Took Gio Gonzalez 23 pitches to get through the first inning. He would like to move a little quicker in this one, not expend as much energy. He throws a curveball low for ball one. There's a shift on. Anderson's playing behind second base. And Danny Mendick at third today is playing short in this shift. Mendick playing third for Moncada, who's getting his first day off of the season. A scheduled day off, according to Ricky Renteria. He has had a red-hot last three or four games after starting slow. 2-1 two and one the count, the pitch. Swung on and missed. And 2-2. Two and two. Renteria said that he would have had a day off against Cleveland, but because he had been hitting so poorly and he had finally started to show life after an 0-15 start, he kept him in and extended the amount of time he played in a row before he finally got Mendick over to third base to give the young man a breather. 3-2 pitch, fouled off down the third base line. Gonzalez has had the work for every out. Seven pitches so far to Devers, the leadoff hitter here in the second inning, and then he walks him on the eighth pitch. Gio Gonzalez and the White Sox have been staked to a 4-0 lead, but make no mistake about it, the Red Sox are completely capable of climbing back into games. The Sox had a 5-2 lead on them in the first game of this series. They eventually tied it up in 1-12. At one point yesterday, the White Sox had an 8-2 lead, and then all of a sudden it was 8-6, and if not for an amazing play by Adam Engel, the game would easily be tied, and possibly the White Sox could have been losing 9-8 before that inning ended. They have found a way to get to starting pitchers in the first or second time through the order. They don't need a lot of time with them, they're methodical at the plate as that is a ball. 1-0 to Kevin Pillar, the six-hitter in the lineup. And the next pitch inside corner for a strike. 1-1 one one the count. Devers over at first. No outs here in the bottom of the second. 4-0 White Sox. So you cannot let up on them because they intend to try to race to the ninth inning and get as many runs as they can. And they're not afraid because you're leading. They are not scared. And they don't look it when they get up there. You don't see anybody hanging their head as the White Sox take a lead in any one of these three games. As this one is put out in the right field, Mazzara moves over easily towards the line, makes an easy catch. Runner goes back to first, one gone. Both teams have hit a lot of them to either left or right, with few exceptions. And it's basically been like a lot of players trying to pull the ball. Everybody's looking for the big hits. Sox have two of them so far that have cleared the wall. As this is chopped, a short, easy double play ball over to Garcia, and then over to Abreu. Six to four to three, rack them up. The White Sox, through two, lead four nothing over the Red Sox. You're listening to White Sox Simulated Baseball from Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxintheBasement.com. Yasmani Grandal is 0 for 1 in this game with the ground out in the first. Sox in the Basement started almost two years ago and has quickly grown into if not the premier, one of the premier podcasts currently covering the White Sox. And this one here is not run by a corporation with 40 or 50 or 100 employees. It's just one single guy and his buddy 
down at their bar in their basement on the south side of Chicago. One and one to Grandal there on a called strike as he leads off the top of the third with a 4-0 lead. And Ryan Weber hoping to have a better inning than he's had in the first two. Low fastball taken, 2-1 the count to Grandal hitting in the four spot today with Jimenez on deck. The pitch. That one's fouled off, 2-2 two two the count. Socks in the basement normally comes out every Wednesday and is ready for you when you wake up in the morning. Unless, of course, you're in Australia, comes out in the afternoon. This one is a line shot into the outfield that is cut off by Xander Bogarts as he jumps straight up in the area, shading towards second base. And he will make an incredible catch. He's got hops. And he takes this one away from Grandal. That was a sure base hit. Aloya Menez steps in now with one out here in the top of the third. He grounded out in the first inning. Five for 27 on the season with five home runs. The pitch from Ryan Weber. First pitch is outside, fastball in the corner, strike one. They put a shift on Jimenez here in Boston with Peraza over on the opposite side of second base. So you have three between second and third on the base pass. This one's hit to Bogarts, who bobbles it, recovers, and gets Jimenez by a hair. It looked like he had pulled the first baseman off the bag, but the umpire is signaling that his foot was still on the bag when the ball reached his glove. And that is out number two. Encarnacion steps in one for one. Inside fastball taken, one and oh. Encarnacion now hitting 276 for the White Sox. That's the third best average on the team right now. The pitch. That one sky down the left field line, hooking off the wall near the 310 marker. That is his second hit off the wall. He will only get a single out of it though. The monster prohibits a runner with the speed of Encarnacion from doing anything except taking first base and waiting because he is not going to get the second with that short of a throw coming in from the outfield. Nomar Mazara has a two-run home run in this game and he comes to the plate with one on again with two outs here in the top of the third. He fouls that one off. Owen won the count. So Dave and I will sit around normally on a Wednesday talk White Sox baseball for a half hour on demand waiting for you when you wake up in the morning. It is two, two friends, two best buddies that grew up across the street from each other, have known each other for four decades. And we talk just like we would talk without a microphone. That's how the whole thing started. This one is flared in the center field for a base hit. Bobbled, doesn't matter. Encarnacion is not going anywhere. And that's a single for Mazzara. It's two for two in this game. After coming into the game with the worst average amongst the starting players on the White Sox, and there are two on now with two outs as Marcus Walden is already warming here in the third inning for the Red Sox. And Leury Garcia comes to the plate hitting 0 for 1 in this game. The first pitch is fouled off down the third base line. He almost killed his third base coach. 0-1 the count. We were just adding a live weekend show and then the pandemic hit. And there's nothing to talk about during a pandemic. And therefore, we're giving you simulated baseball each and every day following the White Sox schedule using MLB the show and every week we're still getting together and talking about the season and if there's something going on in the real world we'll definitely talk about that as well but there really isn't that much it's speculation every day one and one pitch here to Garcia as that's fouled off down the third base line speculation every day we may play in June we may play in July we may just do a tournament in the fall we may play with no fans we may play with fans I feel like the stories are being written now because nobody else is simulating games. They're trying to come up with content. Single in the center field. Encarnacion rounds third. He's heading towards home. He will score. 
Mazzaro will hold it second as they stopped him from going to third, throwing into the cutoff man and conceded Encarnacion. So Liuri hits a fly ball out in the center field that falls in front of the center fielder who is charging. They're going to go get a relief pitcher. This was a very short outing for Weber, and the White Sox lead 5 to nothing here in the top of the third inning. All of the White Sox hits came with two outs in this inning. And Marcus Walden comes in. He has pitched in all three games of this series, and he had not pitched in the first seven games that the Red Sox played in. But they must like how he matches up with the White Sox, although they took him the task yesterday. So it would be nice to see Danny Mendick get his first hit right now as he takes a 91-mile-an-hour cut fastball right down the middle for strike one. On one the count, two on on first and second. Mazzara on second, Leary Garcia on first. And Sacks in the basement doing simulated games now because there's nothing else to talk about. This is fun. Outside slider taken for a ball, one and one the count. And I will tell you, I really enjoy doing this, and I like the fact that we got guys like Don Paul who stop in. He'll be on later on in this game. He's been with us all weekend. James Fox from Future Sox, one of the premier guys, another self-made guy who writes his stories on his personal computer and had no affiliation, and now you hear him all over terrestrial radio and everybody wants to have him on. And I remember when James came on our show and we asked him if he wanted to come on. He was like, really? He was surprised somebody wanted to talk to him, and we were just happy he wanted to talk to us. That was two years ago. He's already been on once. We expect to have him on more this season. 3-1 count, the pitch on the way. Hits the outside corner, and it goes full to Danny Mendick, still looking for his first hit. 0 for 8 on the season, with two on here, the pitch. And that one is chopped on the third base line. It gets under the glove of Devers. Mazzaro is going to come around and score. It looked like Devers was going to get it. He didn't get the glove down enough as it skips over third base and down the line. It doesn't make it to the corner. It's cut off by the right fielder. So Garcia will stay at second. Mendick has his first hit of the season and an RBI as the Sox lead 6 to nothing here in the third inning. Darwin's on Hernandez is warming, and Walden delivers a Tim Anderson who's already 2 for 2 with a double, a home run. He's scored two runs in this game. And the Sox are all over the Red Sox right now as this one is shot out to right field. That's going to end up being a can of corn and the inning is over, but not before the White Sox tack on a few more. Even though they leave two on, they have six runs on ten hits midway through the third, leading six to nothing. Michael Chavis comes up for his first at bat of the game here in the bottom of the third. Meanwhile, the White Sox have tacked on six runs and Tim Anderson just had his third at bat of the game. And that'll tell you how things have been going for each of these teams. Gio Gonzalez had another big, long break and starts off the third inning with 36 pitches under his belt. The other starting pitcher has been chased. This one is down the third base line over Jimenez's head. He misplays the ball. It rattles around, and Tim Anderson has to run out into the outfield, way deep in the left field, to pick up this ball and rifle it in, so Chavis has to hold at second base. Anderson just kept running back to Jimenez and gets that ball about three feet from the warning track as Jimenez sits on his butt in the corner after he leapt for a ball going over his head and slammed into the wall. He seems to be okay. It ends up being a double, and Mitch Moreland, the nine-hitter, takes a pitch outside, 1-0 the count. As we said before, the Red Sox are never done at the plate, but it's nice to be up by six in this situation. Ricky Renteria would like to see Gio Gonzalez get through some tough spots. We have yet to see the starters do a very good job getting out of tough spots. 
When they have men on, they've made the mistakes and we've had to go to the bullpen, but luckily the bullpen has been incredible to date. This one is down the line over third base into the corner. The runner's going to score from second, Chavis. The Red Sox are on the board. That'll go as a single as the ball is thrown in quickly to Larry Garcia over at second base. And Moreland holds at first. So he is an RBI single at 6-1 now. Top of the lineup now for the Red Sox with no outs in the third. And Gonzalez throws an 81-mile-an-hour changeup that catches the outside corner of the plate. Owen won the count. Here in the bottom of the third, I'd like to remind you about Family Waterproofing Solutions, proud sponsors of Sox in the Basement. They are good people, and they've signed an advertising contract with us through 2020. Veteran-owned, female-owned, special deals available for Sox in the Basement listeners, and they cover all of Chicagoland, several counties upon counties around Chicagoland, and out into northwest Indiana. They're family-owned and operated, veteran-owned, female-owned, They give part of the proceeds of what they earn to veterans organizations and first responders. One-two pitch inside taken by Peraza, two and two the count. And even though they've got their employees sitting at home right now and they're paying them and they got them on their health care still because it's the right thing to do, swinging strike, strike three. And Peraza goes down as Gonzalez has his second strikeout. And there's one out here in the bottom of the third. They're doing the right thing, but you can go online or give them a call, tell them what your problems are, foundation, seepage, some pump issues, you name it, they handle it. You can go online and find out all about what they do. They'll do everything virtually with you. They'll video feed with you and take a look at the problem. They'll give you estimates right now on the phone. So information coming up here at the end of this half inning. Listen for it, have a pen and paper ready so you can get some help from Family Waterproofing Solutions. And in helping yourself, you're helping others, especially veterans and first responder organizations. 2-0 quickly to Alex Verdugo as Gonzalez sets and checks the runner over at first base. The pitch on the way. High outside ball three. 3-0 to Verdugo with J.D. Martinez on deck. One run is already crossed. The White Sox lead 6-1 with one out here in the bottom of the third. And don't forget Don Paul will be joining us later on this game. The pitch from Gonzalez. And that is a strike. Called at the knees. 3-1 the count. Verdugo right back in the batter's box. The pitch on the way. High pitch called ball four. And now, first and second with one out. The Red Sox have something going against Gio Gonzalez, the number four pitcher in the White Sox five-man rotation, who has staked a 6-0 lead. And he has the number three hitter for the Red Sox, J.D. Martinez, up. And he delivers. And that's a borderline call, but it goes as a ball on the outside corner. Want to know the count. Gonzalez sets in the pitch. Swung on and missed. 79 mile an hour changeup. One and one the count. Two on, one out, the pitch. Swung on and down the first base line, just foul. It almost skipped over the bag in fair territory. Went foul just before it got to first base. One and two the pitch. Outside, called the ball, two and two. Probables for the White Sox when they get back to Chicago tomorrow. Reynaldo Lopez who had a masterful first game of the season. And then it'll be Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keuchel for the White Sox. This one is chopped up the middle for a base hit. Runner's going to come around third. A throw coming in from Robert to the plate. Cut off to hold the runner at second base from going to third. So the Sox can see that run as well. I don't think they would have gotten him. Martinez has an RBI single on a ground ball off the middle that skipped off the pitcher's mound and then over second base. Seeing I single... 
The Red Sox have gotten two runs back. Trail now by four, six to two. With one out in the bottom of the third, Xander Bogart steps in with a runner on first and a runner on second. And Gio Gonzalez has to do some work now. And you can't go to the bullpen all the time. A guy like Gio needs to dig down and get out of this inning. It's only the third inning, and you have a lead. Inside fastball swung on, one and one the count. Bogarts was the silver slugger winner last year and has done well against the Sox so far in this series. This one is fouled off down the third base line into the stands, one and two the count. Good crowds all weekend long here in Boston. Inside changeup taken, two and two the count. And it's been sunny, chilly. Yesterday was chillier, 55 degrees with a lot of sunshine. It's, it's really not that bad to be out at the ballpark and the wind isn't that bad. Count goes full on an outside pitch taken. Gonzalez takes a moment to gather himself. Yet another full count for Gio Gonzalez and a Red Sox batter. Big pitch here for the White Sox. The pitch on the way. Takes a changeup down the middle, frozen for strike three. He couldn't have had a better pitch to hit. And Gio Gonzalez and Yasmani Grandal fools Andrew Bogart, who's clearly looking for something else. The bat never left his shoulders. He didn't even check swing. He just froze. His knees buckled. Two outs now here in the bottom of the third with two on to Rafael Devers. And that's a four-seam fastball in the outside corner taken for a strike. 0-1 the count. Devers walked in the second inning and was stranded. And Gonzalez trying to get out of the third inning with minimal damage. The pitch. Inside taken. 1-1. One one. Devers has scored five times in the last eight games. And it's 270 right now up at the plate for the Red Sox. He took that pitch, but it's called a strike. One and two on the check swing. And no, it was not because he went around. It was because it was a strike. He should have continued his swing. Gonzalez taking his time on the mound. Takes off his hat. He looks like he's got quite a mane of hair. A long-haired fellow with a pulled straight back. Puts the hat back on. Sets and delivers. Tries to get him to chase a curveball low and outside. He does not. Two and two the count. Runners on first and second. Two outs the pitch. Jam shot foul into the stands between the plate and third base. They'll reset. 2-2 pitch on the way. And that one jammed and he fouled it right into the chest protector of Yasmati Grandal. And will reset. 69th pitch of the game for Gonzalez. And he fouls it off. He will have 70 pitches no matter what through three innings, even if he gets Devers on this pitch. That is insane. The pitch. In the dirt, rolls to the backstop. Runners will advance 90 feet. Second and third now on what is being scored as a wild pitch by Gonzalez. The count is full. First base is now open. Gio Gonzalez continues to struggle. 70 pitches so far in this game. Ricky Renteria does not want to have to go to his bullpen already in this game, especially with a lead, and is trying to give Gonzalez a chance to get out of it. This one is fouled off. Gonzalez is a lefty going after Devers a lefty, but every batter for the Red Sox has made him work today. The pitch, another one fouled off. I've never seen so many foul balls till we got to Fenway Park for this series. Every at-bat takes a lifetime. This one is chopped to third. Mendick will throw over to first for the easiest out of them all. It'll go 5-3 and the White Sox get out of a, a jam. They do give up two runs here. 
but go to the top of the fourth, leading 6-2. to two. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. During the current health crisis, Ken and Maria decided to pay each and every one of their workers, secure their jobs, and continue to give them health care from home. And while they're not currently going out and doing jobs, they will still give you an estimate and jump on and do a video consultation right now. Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Fenway Park, Sunday afternoon, White Sox facing the Red Sox, and Don Paul joining me on the phone line right now. And Don, you got to play for your hometown team. That had to be crazy. What was that like? Chris, unbelievable. Just uh, just total dream come true. I mean, to me, playing in the major leagues, period, is phenomenal. But to play for your favorite hometown team on top of it, it's just it's off the charts. So it was just, to me, so cool. You know, I had, you know, my parents uh, going to, and my wife's parents going to every single game, basically, at home. You know, my parents have been going to every game since I was in Little League all the way up through the Major Leagues. You know, it's just, just so cool to be able to be local to be able to have something like that happen. You know, and, and then for a little while, believe it or not, I was living at home. When I got called up from the minor leagues originally, I was living at home because I, I, I lived for like 25 minutes in the ballpark, you know, and I could easily get sent to the minor leagues. So how could I get an apartment somewhere when I've got no job security necessarily? Might as well live at home. And I just remember one game where I, I came in and I struck out, I think it was, it might have been George Bell. I think he might have been the MVP the year before or something I mean, when he was on Toronto. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm coming home and thinking, my God, can you believe this? You know, you know, pinch yourself. You know, here I am in the major league pitching for the White Sox. I just struck out the MVP last year. You know, it's just unbelievable. And then I go back home and I'm sleeping in my own bed that I, you know, growing up in. You know, so it's like a dream. As Luis Robert puts one between the first and second baseman, and he has yet another hit. He is two for two in this game, along with the sacrifice that he laid down the first inning, doing well in the two spot with Abreu behind him. He has another base hit in this game, and he stands on first base. Jose Abreu stands in. The pitch on the way. That one's low. Ball one. Robert goes. Outside pitch call the strike. He is safe at second base. One and one the count to Abreu. Don Paul joining us on the line. It's got to be a riot too because you're at home and then you got friends in the neighborhood that are going to comment on what they watched on TV. They're like, hey man, good job. Or what the heck was that pitch you threw to that guy? I'm sure you got that too. Right, right. And I, and I had some guys on the team would give me a hard time, of course, they're saying, hey, you know, you got to be the only guy in the major leagues who's living at home right now. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're probably right. It's true. <laughs> but even some of my friends didn't, you know, looked at me as one of their friends, not as a major league player. Because we had one event where uh, we were tending bar behind some bars, like at Raleigh's daughter or something down there. And uh, me and some other players on the team, and some, one of my friends looked at us and said, 
what's Don doing back there with all those other you know major league players? You know, <laughs> they don't see me as that, and <laughs> which I, I, I can understand. It's great. I love how the like that you were getting a hard time for living at home. I guarantee you, some of those players wish they could go home to their mother every once in a while while they're on the road. <laughs> right now, during this whole thing, I want to go over and hang out with my mom too. But she's like, "You stay out of my house. We're we're locking the doors." <laughs> <laughs> Abreu will ground out to third, flip over to first base. Robert has to hold one out now in the top of the fourth inning. Well, Don, I appreciate you coming on here and talking with us this entire weekend. I want to let everybody know that as this one is chopped to the pitcher, his only play is first base. Robert will advance 90 feet to third. So Grandal comes up one pitch, one out, and there's two outs already in the top of the fourth with the runner on third base for Aloy Jimenez. We have three games, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, against the Mariners with an off day on Thursday. So Thursday, people will be able to listen to a full interview with Don Paul, including some of the things you heard this weekend and more. My conversation with Don Paul exclusively on Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Jimenez is quickly one and one, and we want to thank Don for coming on this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Who knows who will stop in next week outside pitch two and one to Jimenez with Robert on third two outs in the top of the fourth Sox leading six to two that one is scooped by Devers before it hits the ground I thought for a second it bounced into him but they're going to say he caught it so a line out for Jimenez to the third baseman ends the inning top of the fourth inning Gio Gonzalez will go back out with a four run lead Kevin Pilar will come up it's the bottom of the fourth, and the Red Sox do everything they can to slow a game down. We'll see if we can speed it up for you a little bit. Outside changeup, ball one. Inside changeup, call the strike, one and one the count. Gonzalez delivers. Swung on and missed, one and two the count quickly. Gio into the wind, the pitch to Pilar. Takes that one up towards his shoulders, two and two the count. Gonzalez into the wind and the pitch. Swung on and sent out to right field. Mazzaro underneath it. Easy work for him. And that's one gone. One out here in the bottom of the fourth. Christian Vasquez comes up. 0 for 1. With a ground out in the second. Hitting 176 so far in this season. Although he contributed to that comeback the other night. When the Red Sox won in 12 innings. He spent his entire career with Boston. That's five years here in the bigs. He takes that first pitch for a ball. 1-0 the count. Gonzalez delivers an inside two-seam fastball that's fouled off down the first baseline, one and one. The pitch. Chopped down the first baseline, one and two. Phillies lead Milwaukee, one nothing in the fourth inning. As that is a taken third strike on the inside corner, and Gonzalez has his fourth strikeout victim here in the fourth inning. Two up and two down as Gonzalez tries to make the fourth inning a lot less painful than the third inning. Michael Chavis steps up, one for one, and lifts this one in the left field. That is deep, back, and gone. 429 feet for Chavis. He kicked off last inning and scored, and he's kryptonite for Gio Gonzalez. That one got out of here in a hurry. 114.1 miles per hour, 429 feet into the parking lot on the other side of the Green Monster. This is a 6-3 ball game here with two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Sox scored six. Red Sox have now cut that lead in half. We aren't even midway through the game yet. Mitch Moreland steps up one for one as Gonzalez stares in and resets and goes at him. 
That's a curveball low taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. It has the feeling that Gio Gonzalez is just nursing this big lead. And it'll be up to Ricky Renteria to decide when's the time to go to his pen. Reynaldo Lopez was masterful his last time out and saved the bullpen after Gonzalez had done something similar. But you have been working them like crazy over the last few days. Moreland's quickly 3-0 against Gonzalez with two outs and nobody on in the bottom of the fourth. The pitch, that's taken for a strike. He was taking all the way, 3-1 the count. So the question is, does he let Gonzalez go through the lineup a third time, already struggling, and close to 90 pitches, even though it's the bottom of the fourth inning with two outs? Swung on and missed. He strikes out Moreland. He dug deep for that one. He's through four. He's given up three runs on five hits. And the White Sox lead 6-3. to Darwinzon Hernandez comes out. He has five games already this season. He's pitched five innings, six strikeouts to four walks. No earned runs. And Edwin Encarnacion will come to the plate here in what has become a bullpen day for the Red Sox. And the White Sox may not be far behind. The White Sox are warming arms that does not indicate for certain that Gonzalez is done after only four innings, but Kelvin Herrera and Carson Fulmer warm in the White Sox bullpen, while Heath Hembry and Ryan Brazier, who have both been seen in this series, warm in the Red Sox bullpen. There's been so much hitting, the bullpens have gotten a lot of work in this series between the two Sox teams. One and one the count after Encarnacion takes a high fastball out of the zone. He's two for two on the day with two singles hit hard off the green monster and he had no chance of advancing because he is not very fleet of foot. Swings at a changeup out of the zone, diving for it and misses. One and two the count. Cork and Carry at the Park, our proud sponsors. Go to corkandcarryatthepark.com or grubhub.com and get some tasty food right now. I'm sitting here drinking a Blue Island beer from Blue Island Beer Company. I'm having Mojo as my co-pilot, but they've got all kinds of stuff. They'll do it in the 64-ounce growlers. Plus, they have packaged products. You can pick them up, and on some days, they deliver. So go find them on Facebook or on the interwebs. Is that is a swinging strikeout for the first out of the inning to Encarnacion. And then after you get your beer, go get on Grubhub. Have Cork and Carry get that over to you. Get yourself a burger, a hot dog, some wings, some cheese curds. Have a couple of craft beers. Support your local businesses and listen to a ball game. And heck, there's a pause button. You can always stop it right now and do that and come back to us in 20 minutes after you've made your orders. Nomar Mazara takes one for a ball. He's two for two so far today in this game with a home run. And he's quickly 2-0 and oh, with one out here in the top of the fifth and the White Sox leading by three, six to three. Hernandez has appeared in all three games against the White Sox as well as a swinging 96-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm sorry, a swinging miss on a 96-mile-an-hour fastball for Mazara. Next pitch is outside, taken for a strike, 2-2 two two the count now. The Nationals leading the Mets 2-0, Cincinnati up 5-1 in the fifth inning in their game against Pittsburgh. That one's fouled off, 2-2 two two still, top of the fifth with one out. The pitch, that one is put into right field, shallow right field. It would have been a base hit for anybody, except there's this huge shift on for Mazzara. So you have a shallow right fielder who's the second baseman, while the shortstop plays second base. So there's nowhere to hit it over there. And that's just a soft fly out for the second out of the inning. Leary Garcia stands in now. One for two on the opposite side of the plate of where he started with the left-handed Hernandez up there. 
He switches over to be a right-handed hitter. Takes the first pitch for a ball. Pitch on the way. Swung on and put down the right field line. Oh, what a diving grab. An incredible play by Mitch Moreland at first base who leaps like he's LeBron James into the air and takes away extra bases from Leary Garcia down the line. 6-3 midway through the fifth. Jose Peraza steps in, and for now, Gio Gonzalez will continue to pitch with a lead in the bottom of the fifth. First pitch down the line. Danny Mendick catches it, goes into foul territory, hop throw across the field, and gets him by a half a step on a beautiful play by the utility infielder Mendick. And that is a very difficult 5-3 ground out for the first out of the inning. One pitch, one out, and Alex Verdugo comes up. Lefty on lefty action with one out here and no on in the bottom of the fifth. That's a strike high in the zone. Verdugo 0 for 3 in his last game with a strikeout as the shadows are now creeping across home plate. This one is a short chop in front of the plate. Grandal out in front, grabs it, gets it down, and gets it to Abreu quickly just in front of Verdugo, touching first base. Gonzalez could not get to that. Grandal had to abandon the mask, jump out there, make an athletic play, and it goes two to three in your scorecard for the second out. J.D. Martinez steps in and takes a high fastball for ball one. He was the 2018 American League Hank Aaron Award winner, and he takes this pitch for a strike, and he's one and one here with two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Gonzalez trying to get through the fifth inning, the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, one and two the count. He's thrown 95 pitches, 60 for strikes, 35 for balls. Based upon the, the strike zone indicator, the next pitch is an inside pitch that would have gone for a ball, but swung on by Martinez and missed. Gonzalez strikes him out. He goes one, two, three through the fifth inning, getting stronger as he pitches longer. Sox continue to lead 6-3 after five. Danny Mendick, the nine-hitter, will lead off the top of the sixth inning after Gonzalez pitches through the fifth. And if you would have told me midway through the third, you would have gotten through five, I'd have been shocked. This one down the line, fair ball, and then bouncing foul into the stands, but it landed fair originally out in right field, so that is going to be a ground rule double. It hooked down the line near the foul pole, hit the line, or just to fair territory of the line then bounced into the crowd and that is a double and here comes Tim Anderson who has a double of his own and then put one out he wrapped it around the pole over the green monster and out into the street he's got a home run and a double today he's two for three he's got a runner in scoring position here on the top of the sixth inside slider taken for a strike from Darwinzon Hernandez Steve Ciszek and Jace Fry now warming for the White Sox mainly because the other two pitchers had warmed for an entire inning and it doesn't seem to be a sure thing Gonzalez is not going to start the bottom of the sixth inning as he looks stronger and Ricky Renteria may want to see what his veteran pitcher can do depending on what he's telling him one and one the count this one is popped in the right field right fielder coming in a play will be made nowhere for Mendick to go so he holds it second on the flyout. And Luis Robert is two for two with a double and a single. He also sacrificed Anderson over in the first inning. Has had a very productive day and comes up with a runner in scoring position with one out and takes a low outside changeup for ball one. He is hitting 500 so far this season with runners in scoring position. Came into this game under the Mendoza line, but has hit well so far. The next pitch is outside taken for ball two. 
2-0 the count here in the top of the sixth with one out and a runner on second base. 6-3 lead for the Shy Sox. High pitch taken ball threes quickly 3-0 and let's see if Renteria lets his young hitter go with the green light or if he has the take sign on here for the 3-0 pitch in the top of the sixth inning with a lead. The pitch. He takes that one ball four. Four pitches and Robert is down to first base. There is some speed on the base paths for Jose Abreu who's one for three with a double and an RBI. Hitting 412 this season. He's got an OBP of 474 and a slugging of 676. Putting his OPS well over 1,000. And the lefty Hernandez will pitch to him. Outside curveball taken for ball one. Mendick on second, Robert on first. One out here in the top of the sixth. Good guys lead 6-3. The pitch. That one is flared into right field. He swung at an inside pitch. He got jammed. And that is out number two on the soft fly ball. So, Rondell comes up 0 for 3. He had come in relatively hot, but has had a rough day so far at the dish. He's got two on here. He has stranded runners already in this game that were in scoring position. For the first time this year, batting in the four spot, and has an opportunity to make something happen. He's quickly 0-2 on a taken strike and then a swinging strike. And Hernandez stares in trying to get through the sixth inning after the White Sox got a few hits. Swinging strike inside corner of the plate. Swung in a miss. Three pitches, three strikes, you're out. Midway through the six, White Sox lead 6-3 over the Red Sox. Gio Gonzalez will start the sixth inning. The lefty will get Xander Bogarts. 96 pitches in, but looking strong over the last inning and a half. And he throws an inside fastball for a strike at 90 miles an hour. Bogarts is hitting 275 at this point. And he swings and misses at a changeup in the dirt. 0-2. Gonzalez looking more wicked now than when he was fresh. The next pitch from the veteran fouled off. He almost didn't get that one. Just got a piece of it. Down the first baseline, this will be pitch number 100 from Gonzalez. Low fastball for ball one. One and two the count here with no outs in the bottom of the sixth. I don't know if Gio makes it through the sixth. If he does, I'll get up and applaud. That one's fouled down the third baseline on a changeup high. They reset the pitch on the way. Outer portion of the plate, that's where Grandal wanted it. He missed. Two and two the count. I think they were trying to get Bogarts to chase out of the zone there. That was not a pitch that he intended to put into the strike zone. The next pitch on the way from Gonzalez. Swung on and chopped. Anderson over to Abreu. And that is a ground out to lead off this inning. One out here in the bottom of the sixth. Rafael Devers comes up 0 for 1 with a walk in the second. Lefty on lefty. Gonzalez remains in with the shadow now completely across the batter's zone. And a 75-mile-an-hour curveball in the dirt is swung on and missed. He's junk ball pitching up there and putting on a clinic. That one is popped up down the third baseline. Mendick over and is just out of reach of that ball. If he wasn't on a shift, he would have made it, but he had to come all the way over from short into foul territory and miss that one. Next pitch, outside curveball taken on the corner. Strike three. And Gonzalez showing that he just needed 80 or so pitches to warm up in this game. As now, he's in fuego. Strikes out Devers. 
He gets one more out here. He ends up with a quality start. Again, I wouldn't have believed it if you told me that a few innings ago. The pitch on the way. Low outside changeup for ball one. Gio Gonzalez showing some veteran leadership for this rotation. Things may not go your way, but sometimes you got to find a way to make it work. Outside pitch taken for ball two. Kevin Pillar has a 2-0 count. The pitch. Low just misses ball three. So now he's 3-0 with Christian Vasquez up next. He's been all over Vasquez all game. So I don't think what happens here with Pilar is going to affect in any way Renteria's decision with Gonzalez against Vasquez. And then after that, it's anybody's guess. This one's popped into left field. Jimenez back to the wall. And then it's foul off the monster by about a foot for a long strike. 3-1 the count, the pitch. High pitch, ball four. And now at 111 pitches for Gonzalez with two outs here in the sixth inning. You got to make a decision. Do you bring in somebody else? He seemed to be struggling there. They're going to go out and talk to him and see what he wants to do. And with him a righty, and with Gonzalez a lefty with 111 pitches, and Vasquez a righty, you could make the argument, get him out of there. On the other hand, it looks like they're just going to talk to him and give him an opportunity here to get through six innings because he's got a three-run lead. The pitch from Gonzalez. Inside called strike. Owen won the count to Vasquez. Chavis is on deck. He's been killing Gonzalez all game. There's no way Gio pitches to him. This is his last batter no matter what. The runner goes to throw down a second. He is out on the tag. And the Red Sox do the White Sox a favor. Their pitcher laboring. They try to steal second base. And Grandal throws out his first base runner of the season. End of six. Sox lead six to three. Ryan Brazier will come in now for the Red Sox here in the top of the seventh inning. Eight strikeouts, two walks over six in the thirds innings. A 2.84 earned run average. So a quality start for Gio Gonzalez. Six innings, three runs given up. And Aloy Jimenez takes the first pitch outside from Brazier for a ball, 1-0 the count. Next pitch inside corner strike taken, 1-1. One one. Jimenez is starting to get frustrated. They've sat him down already once on this road trip. He's hitting home runs. He had very upset about his inconsistency at the plate right now as he fouls this one off, one and two the count. Seattle leading Kansas City right now, three to nothing in their game. They will be in Chicago tomorrow for the start of a three-game set and a six-game homestand for the White Sox as Jimenez swings at an outside high pitch just out of the zone and misses for strike three. He throws his helmet, and that is a frustrated young man that is going to need a break, I think, in either the next day or two. Encarnacion comes up two for three. That catches the outside portion of the plate, 0-1 the count. One out here in the top of the seventh. White Sox leads 6-3 over the Red Sox. Swings on a low slider on the inside portion of the plate, 0-2. Brazier has been effective for the most part against the White Sox in this series. The righty's coming in at just the right time. He's got some righties that he gets to go up against. Although Mazzara is a lefty, and he will face him because he has to face three batters. As he tries to jam Encarnacion, but it's going to get out of play. One and two the count after that foul ball. The next pitch. Low, swung on, and fouled right back between the catcher's legs and the umpire's legs. That was a neat trick. We reset. Next pitch is outside and low for a ball, two and two the count. 
Cardinals now leading Baltimore in interleague play in the fourth inning, 2-1. to one. This one is chopped foul. 2-2 two and two it remains. The pitch. Outside ball three, three and two to count. Mazzara on deck. Finally has that average up to 200. He's got a home run and six RBIs through nine games for his brand new team, the Chicago White Sox. This team looking forward to some home cooking tomorrow. Inside pitch at the knees, call the ball, and Encarnacion will walk down to first base here in the top of the seventh inning. One out, and Mazzara comes to the plate, hitting two for three in this game with a home run, a single, and two RBI. He's got Encarnacion already on base, and he'd like to do some damage. The pitch. High pitch taken for a strike. 0-1 the count. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off down the third base line, 0-2. The next offering, inside low slider. One ball, two strikes. The pitcher delivers. Fouled off down the first base line. 1-2 it remains. Next pitch inside, jam shot. Caught by Bogarts on the fly on a soft line drive just to his left. There are two outs now with Leary Garcia, who's batted on the left side of the plate, then moved over to the right side and is back on the left side of the plate for this at bat. Nice, easy, soft base hit in the left. He advances the runner 90 feet. Encarnacion in its second. Base hit for Garcia. Danny Mendick, who is 0 for the season after two games played, comes into this game and is 2 for 3. Doing a fine job in the nine hole, giving... Yohan Moncada, a day off at third base. And if you get this kind of production from your utility guy so you can rest your starters, you're in good shape. Swings at an outside pitch for strike one he couldn't reach. 0-1 the count. Next pitch taken outside. It was the same pitch. This time he did not bite. 1-1. One one. Two on, two out, top of the seventh. Sox lead 6-3. Mendick skies this one down the first base line, hooking foul into the stands about two sections before the foul pole. One and two pitch on the way. In the dirt, two and two. If he loads him up, Tim Anderson gets to the plate. Sacks would like to do a little bit more damage. The pitch on the way, outside. That ball's gonna roll, and the runners will advance 90 feet. So that gets away. We'll wait for the official score on that. They have not ruled that it's a pass ball or a wild pitch. Three and two count, second and third. And Mendick fouls this off down the first base line. That looks like it's a pass ball is what it's going to go down as. The next pitch is fouled. And we remain full with two runners in scoring position. And Danny Mendick at the plate. Fouls that one off as well. Mendick, a fine-looking young man who opens up the top buttons on the top of his shirt for the ladies. And many have been known to swoon when he does so. Very John Cangelosi in his look. Outside pitch taken. He'll go down 90 feet to first base. The bases are loaded. And Tim Anderson comes to the plate with a home run and a double already in this game. Sitting on a nine-game hit streak with a relief pitcher that's up to his 30th pitch. And so they're going to go out to the bullpen and get Heath Hembry. We saw him already in this series. He's had six games, five and a third's innings. His ERA is 6.75. Seven strikeouts to three walks, and right-handed batters are hitting 400 against him so far this season. And guess what side of the plate Tim Anderson hits from? The right side. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. With the bases loaded, the Red Sox try to get out of the inning, and the pitch on the way. Inside pitch taken for ball one. Encarnacion at third. Leary Garcia at second. Danny Mendick standing over on first base. And the batter, Tim Anderson, with one out in the top of the seventh. 
Next pitch swung on and missed. One and one the count. The fans on their feet trying to egg Hembry on to get out of this inning. Anderson would like nothing more than to shut them up. This pitch is low and outside taken, two and one. Anderson is not chasing. He feels confident. He has no reason to overreact to a pitch. The man has been locked in since day one of this season, dating all the way back to his batting championship last year. Swings in an outside pitch out of the zone. So instead of three and one, it's going to be two and two. With the bases loaded and two outs on the top of the seventh, the fans up here in Boston, the pitch on the way. Outside pitch, close but no cigar. That is taken for ball three. Roberts stands on deck, but everything's happening here with the pitch count full with two outs in the top of the seventh and the bags full with White Sox players. The pitch on the way. He takes that pitch for ball four, low below the knees. Hembry doesn't like it. The White Sox get a run as they walk in one. Anderson takes the walk. Encarnacion comes home. The bases remain loaded for the rookie, Robert, who is two for two in this game with a walk and a sacrifice bunt. He's been everywhere. He's got Abreu behind him, and the bases loaded. The pitch on the way. Swung on the first pitch in the right field. That's a can of corn, so he got anxious. It's a rookie mistake, but the White Sox do get a run. They tack on an extra one. They lead 7-3 going into the bottom of the seventh inning. Steve Ciszek will come in and pitch the seventh inning for the White Sox with a four-run lead. As we said, Gio Gonzalez fought back after a very difficult first couple innings. I mean, through three innings, he had over 70 pitches thrown. And he almost gave up a six-run lead in one inning in the third, but was able to hang on. And then settled in, dug deep, and got through six with 114 total pitches thrown. As Ciszek is 1-1 one one against Christian Vasquez, the number seven hitter in this Red Sox lineup, and he has a four-run lead. So Gonzalez found a way to make it work. Ciszek did not pitch yesterday. He's one of the fresher arms in the bullpen right now. And that's why he's the first guy out. We'll see how long he goes. Because Ricky Renteria's got some tired arms out there in the bullpen after the last two days. He had a 12-inning game. And then Dylan Cease did you no favors with a very short outing yesterday. You needed Gonzalez to do something, and you were in a panic until he got it through six. This one's grounded to Garcia over to Abreu with a 4-3 putout. And there's one gone in the bottom of the seventh. As Michael Chavis steps in with a home run, a double, and an RBI in this game. Ciszek the pitch. Outside slider, ball one. Sox needed a break for the bullpen. The pitch. Inside pitch, ball two. The freshest arms out there right now, including Ciszek, are Alex Colome, I've been told, and Carson Fulmer. Evan Marshall is probably the next closest guy, although they would rather not have to use him. And everybody else out there is a little beat up. Chase Fry is more likely to come in than Aaron Bummer if they need left-handed pitching. 2-1 the count now to Chavis. The pitch on the way, swung on and missed, 2-2, two two, on a low pitch below the knees. You've got to get through the 7th, the 8th, and of course the ninth. But it would have been much harder if Gonzalez didn't find a way to get through 6 innings after the really rough start. And you got a 4-run lead right now, so you can't complain. That one's fouled off. Ciszek resets. 2-2 pitch on the way. Outside, ball three. The count goes full with one out here in the bottom of the seventh. And Mitch Moreland on deck. The pitch. Ball four. He walked him on a low slider. Something that Ciszek has not done a lot of this year. 
Maybe it's because the batter had been so hot in this game and he didn't want to give him a cookie. But you got a four-run lead and you don't have a lot of guys in the bullpen. You got to go at him. Mitch Moreland steps in one for two with a runner on first. Outside pitch ball one. I was raving about Ciszek's delivery and his results so far in this simulated season. On our last episode of Socks in the Basement, which came out on Wednesday, you can find that. Just look in whatever podcast player you're using or just at SocksInTheBasement.com and you'll see that that episode. It's the only thing on there that doesn't look like a ball game is this is a fly ball out to center field. Robert runs in and catches this one on the run coming in with the one-handed glove catch for the second out of the seventh inning. Runner holds it first and Peraza comes to the plate one for three with a single in the first inning hitting 231 on the season. And Ciszek, the righty against the righty Peraza sets and delivers. Sinker outside catches the corner 0-1 the count. Fouls that one off, 0-2. The next pitch on the way. Outside pitch, 1-2 the count. Ciszek sets and delivers. Fouled off down the third baseline. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped foul down the first baseline. Red Sox lead baseball in foul balls. I've never seen so many. The pitch. That one is grounded to second. Bobbled by Garcia. He can only go to first now. He does not get the runner at first either. A brutal play by Leary Garcia. That is his third error of the season. And a tailor-made double play ball when you only needed one out. And you could pick either bag to throw to. And you get nobody. And now there's two on here in the bottom of the seventh for Alex Verdugo. Who's 0 for 2 with a walk in the third. And the Red Sox threatening down by four. Off of the Garcia error. Leury has made some good plays, but he's also made some boneheaded plays early on in the season. And each one of his errors has been a ground ball that he just does not feel cleanly coming into the glove. And he did it there. He got too excited. First two pitches are outside. It's 2-0 right now to Verdugo. This is Ciszek's inning. Sox are going to stick with him. He's going to have to get out of this jam. There is nobody going in the bullpen. And like we said, they are depleted. Inside pitch checked up, 3-0 the count. J.D. Martinez on deck. Sacks in some trouble. Let's not make it any worse. The pitch on the way. Outside corner, strike one, 3-1 the count. Sacks were out of this inning until Leary Garcia bobbled the ball. Everything that happens after this is an unearned run, that's for sure. You don't want those either, though. You want to get out of here with a 2-1 series win. This one has popped up straight back behind home plate into foul territory and into the stands. The next pitch on the way, count full. Out in the center field, Robert runs back, puts his glove up, and catches this one over his shoulder. Gave me a scare there for a second. It looked like he lost it, but he ended up with the ball in his glove. The White Sox get out of the inning. We go to the bottom of the seventh. Sox lead 7-3. Matt Barnes comes in for the Red Sox. Three innings pitched over three games with a 1-0 record. Has been effective. Jose Abreu leads off for the White Sox in the three spot in the lineup with a double and an RBI. Six for 13 in this series with two home runs and four RBIs. He'd like to add to that. The righty Barnes to the righty Abreu. The pitch on the way. Low ball. Evan Marshall and Jace Fry warming up in the bullpen. We mentioned them as pitchers that were available, although Fulmer and Colome are supposedly more rested. Fulmer has an ERA and a whip of infinity after he faced four batters and could retire none of them when he gave up the run he gave up in the 12th inning during the first game of this series. Inside strike taken to Abreu. 
and it's one and two. Top of the eighth, no outs, one-two count to Abreu, 7-3 White Sox. The pitch from Barnes. Outside, ball two, two and two the count. Announced attendance for today's game, 35,204 here in Fenway. The Sox trying to ruin their Sunday afternoon as this one is fouled off down the first baseline. The pitch. Outside ball three, three and two, the count goes full. Grandal on deck hitting 219 with three home runs and nine RBIs on the season. And the pitch on the way. High ball four, Abreu goes down to first base. Lots of base runners for both teams. A game that has dragged at times, but we've had more excitement on the White Sox side, you have to admit. As Yasmani Grandal steps in now with a runner on first base with no outs in the top of the eighth and the Sox up by four. The pitch. High ball one. Josh Taylor, the lefty, warming up for the Red Sox in the pen. Abreu with Alita first base. Barnes checks the sign and delivers the Grandal. Swung on and missed. 99 miles an hour on the outside portion of the plate. One and one the count. The next pitch on the way as the shadows sit right in between the mound and the plate is chopped foul down the third base line, one and two. Rondal 0 for 4 today in the four spot, but that did not stop the White Sox from scoring seven runs so far. This one's high, taken for a ball, two and two the count. Cardinals continue to lead the Orioles two to one in the fifth. Outside fastball swung on and missed. Rondal goes down, an 0 for 5 day for him. That'll just make you sick. He cannot be happy with that one. Shake it off. You're handling the pitching staff well, and we're winning. Can't do everything. Aloy Jimenez just wants to do something at the plate 0 for 4. And having bigger struggles than Grandal to this point, even though he's got five home runs on the season. Because at least Grandal with his three home runs has had some other base hits. Jimenez has only five hits, and all of them are home runs. And currently has the worst average on the team, if you can believe that. Inside pitch chopped to short. Great grab, flipped over to second. The throw over to first, he's safe, but it's a fielder's choice, so guess what? Goes down as an out for your average there, big guy. So you made it to first base, but only your parents would be cheering if you were like 10 years old at a Little League game, but you still caused an out. Two outs here in the top of the eighth inning with Jimenez standing at first base now instead of Abreu and Encarnacion to the plate. That's an outside pitch taken for a ball, 1-0. and The pitch on the way. Inside almost hit him. 2-0 the count as he gets out of the way. Sox have been hit once this year so far. Leary Garcia got hit in that Indian series. That ball's high and outside for ball three. 3-0 three to count with Mazzara on deck. Who's got a couple of hits and a home run is still hitting below the Mendoza line of 200. The pitch on the way. Low and outside, ball four. So first and second here with two outs in the top of the eighth. As the White Sox continue to put runners all over the base paths. And when you look back at how they hit with runners in scoring position today, it won't look too good. They just put so many on, they're winning. They could easily, though, have 12 or 13 runs in this game. They are leading 7-3 as Mazzara steps in against the righty Barnes. The lefty Mazzara has got runners on first and second, and the pitch on the way. And that is outside called strike on a four-seam fastball at 98 miles an hour, taken. 0-1 the count. The pitch. He goes further outside, but Mazzara does not chase. One and one. The pitch from Barnes. Swung on and out into left field, trailing back towards the wall. He catches it as he bounces off the wall in left field. Otherwise, that's extra bases and runs scoring 
The Red Sox escape. We are midway through the eighth. White Sox lead 7-3. Steve Ciszek will at least pitch to J.D. Martinez here. He does have help in the bullpen, but as we said, Renteria would like to give these guys a rest, and if Ciszek could come out and be effective, he is not going to his bullpen with a four-run lead. If he can get two out of Ciszek with how rested Colome is, he could have him come in for the ninth, or he could still go to a guy like Marshall before he even went to his closer, although his closer is very fresh, I've been told. One and two the count already on Martinez, the pitch from Ciszek. Low for ball two, two and two the count. Martinez one for three in this game, and Ciszek has thrown 30 pitches in one inning of relief as this one is fouled down the first baseline. Ciszek will get a couple days off, but at least everybody else will be ready if he can do his job. The pitch. Swung on and missed inside fastball. He goes down, and he gets the strikeout to the first batter. And right now, Steve Ciszek is doing yeoman's work, trying to preserve his brethren in the bullpen. As Xander Bogart steps up, 0 for 3, and Ciszek continues out here in the 8th inning. That is a low outside slider that he does not chase, taken for ball one. Bogart's 4 for 13 in this series, but 0 for 3 today. He has been neutralized so far. He takes that sinker inside for a strike, 1 and 1. Ciszek, working quick, sets and delivers. Outside swinging strike, strike 2, 1 and 2 the count. He dove for that one and could not reach it. The pitch. Swung on and chopped foul. It almost got by his bat for strike three. Ciszek trying to keep Bogarts off balance. Throws inside for ball two, taken at the knees. Devers waits on deck. Ciszek would like to get to him and be done with the inning. That would mean he went one, two, three. He pitches the Bogarts high. Ball three, the count goes full. He's going to work quickly, get right back into his wind. And the pitch is on the way. Swung on and missed inside sinker. That probably would have gone for a strike. But it doesn't matter because he missed that one badly. He fooled him. Two up, two down, both with strikeouts. Steve Ciszek doing work out there. And Rafael Devers comes up, trailing by four with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. He is a lefty. You could go to Fry here. But the way that he's pitching, let's continue to rest the bullpen, I think, is Ricky Renteria's decision as a slider is chopped down the first baseline. Not every game can be managed like the World Series because you will wear out your staff. And it has been a difficult series for the White Sox. As this one has popped up. Mendick underneath it. And he will make the catch at the shortstop position due to the shift. He and Anderson laughing as they head into the dugout. After eight, the White Sox lead seven to three. The Red Sox announced Josh Taylor, the lefty, as the pitcher for the ninth inning here. And he will face the number eight hitter in the lineup, Liuri Garcia. Alex Colome warming. We said he felt extremely fresh. Don Cooper before the game saying he's one of his most well-rested guys. Even if he comes into this game, that does not mean he will not be available tomorrow in a closer's role. And with the bullpen so beat up from the extra inning game and the short game from Dylan Cease yesterday, they're going to do something unorthodox most likely and bring him in. Garcia is quickly 0-2 and then takes a curveball low for a ball. 1-2 the count here in the top of the ninth inning with the White Sox leading 7-3. Sox got out early and built a 6-0 lead. The Red Sox responded, got it to 6-3. Gio Gonzalez having issues, was able to dig down deep, get through six innings for the quality start. This one is fouled off, still 1-2. Then the White Sox load the bases a few innings ago, get a run in on a Tim Anderson walk with the bases loaded, 
but are unable to add on more and continue to lead 7-3 as Ricky Renteria has been trying to save his bullpen after a difficult series and walk out of here with their third series win in three tries early on in the season as this one is lifted foul down the third base line. The count is currently 2-2. Two and two. There was a pitch call for a ball in there while I was recapping. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and sent down the third base line foul again. Long at bat for Garcia. Most at bats in this game have been very long. I would love to see the statistics on how many foul balls were hit in this game. This one is fouled off as well. The 4,000th, 327th foul ball of this game. The pitch. Inside taken for a ball, 3-2 and two to count. Danny Mendek on deck. He's had a pretty good game today. Garcia's 2-4 for four with an error that luckily did not cost the White Sox any runs. And the pitch. Swung on and chopped foul down the first baseline. Almost killed Daryl Boston. As long as it hits his whistle and he can't use it anymore, I'm fine with it. The pitch. Swung on and flared out in the right field. Then may drop in. Nope. The second baseman is there for the Red Sox, and there's one away. Danny Mendick steps up. He's 2-3 for three today. His look sharp up there. He got a walk the last time up. He was part of that bases-loaded situation that led to the run when Anderson was walked in. He had a great at-bat there. Takes this one high and inside for strike one. I'm sorry, it's a strike. And Brandon Workman is warming up for the Red Sox. He's normally their closer. They are down by four. He's out there just in case the Red Sox come back in the ninth. The pitch on the way. And that is in the dirt for a ball, one and one to count. One out here in the top of the ninth with the White Sox leading. And Alex Colome likely coming in to shut this thing down for the Sox. The pitch on the way. That one is chopped to short. Bogarts bobbles it and it rolls away. And Mendick will reach first base on an error. Charged to Xander Bogarts. The inning continues. E6 is the scorer's decision. And with one out, the White Sox again have another base runner. This entire game has been nothing but White Sox base runners mixed with thousands upon thousands of foul balls and pitchers coming in from bullpens afar like flies at a picnic. And Anderson's up there hitting two for four on the day. Double and a home run, plus he got an RBI when he was walked a few innings ago. And that's an outside ball one, one and oh the count with Mendick over at first base. Josh Taylor sets and delivers. Outside pitch out. It just goes as ball two. Nobody was going there. Mendick remaining at first base with one out here in the top of the ninth. I think the White Sox just went again on the plane. The pitch. That's fouled off down the third base line. Almost killed a couple of teammates there. Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert jumping out of the way in the dugout. Throws over to first base. He isn't going anywhere. Come on, Taylor. Games are taking forever and we just wanted to go home with a victory. You can't stop that. We're already up by four. Taylor pitches to Anderson. Low, ball three, three and one. He doesn't need to steal if Taylor continues to throw pitches like that. He'll be on second base after Anderson walks. As Luis Robert out on deck, ready to go. The pitch. He swings at ball four and lifts it in the right field. That'll be a fly out to the right fielder. It was clearly going to be ball four. He went way up the ladder to swing at a high pitch. He likes the high ones. And that is out number two. Luis Robert, two for three. He's got a double, a single. He's got a walk. Sacrifice a runner over. The man has been everywhere. That pitch is inside. One to know the count. Every time you see Luis Robert, his jersey is dirty. Grass stains and dirt everywhere. From his defense and his base running and his stealing and 
everything else he's doing out there. The guy's in the game. The count is one and one. The pitch on the way. That's a called strike two, cut fastball outside corner. Taylor with 23 pitches this inning. Eight for balls. 23 for strikes, showing the amount of pitches that have been fouled off. That's a ball, two and two the count. The pitch. Swung on and popped foul. Jammed him on the inside corner. Mendick with a lead. The lefty looks at him. The pitch on the way. That's chopped foul down the third baseline. The pitch. Swung on and chopped foul. Mendick goes. The pitch. Swung on for strike three. He got Robert to chase as Mendick was in motion. Midway through the ninth. 7-3 White Sox. Alex Colome comes into the game here. This is his fifth appearance. He's one for two in save opportunities. This is not one of those. He has four innings over four appearances with an earned run average of 2.25 as the closer. He has blown one save. He gets this non-save opportunity appearance here as the White Sox lead by four because he has not been needed as much over the last couple of games and said that his arm is ready to go and the Sox are laboring in that bullpen and he quickly has his first batter 0-2 on two pitches as Kevin Pillar steps in 0 for the game as the first batter at the top of the ninth with his team down by four next pitch is flared out in the right field Mazzara underneath it one batter one out and the White Sox are two outs away from improving their record to six and three and if they do that they will have taken two out of three in all three series they have played in so far this season Heading back to Chicago for two three-game series against the Mariners and the Twins with a day off in the middle on Thursday. First pitch to Vasquez inside ball one. Colome comes back quickly. Gets him to foul off a cut fastball. One and one the count. Colome delivers. Outside cut fastball called for a ball. Two and one the count. And the pitch. Low and inside. Three and one now with Michael Chavis on deck who's hitting 409 and has been ripping the cover off the ball in this game. Colome working. He calls ball four on a questionable pitch in the outside corner. So Colome walks the second batter. He's got a big lead. A lot of people talk about how closers sometimes don't like to come in in non-safe situations. They need that intensity. I say there's batters there. You know how to pitch. Go get them out. Chavis is two for two. He's got a double and a home run reach base on a couple of walks as well. Red Sox fans would like to see something start here in the ninth inning. But the tying run isn't even in the on-deck circle yet, so let's calm down. Low-cut fastball taken for a ball. Ball one. Colome resets for pitch number 10 of this inning. That one's low as well. Ball two. Don Cooper hates it when a pitcher does not go after the zone. He'll be out there yelling Alex Colome soon if he doesn't get it together. The pitch on the way. That's a strike, two and one. Runner on first, one out, Bob in the ninth. White Sox have led all game and currently lead seven to three. At one point, leading six to nothing in this game. The number eight hitter in the order is up right now and the number nine hitter is on deck. And the pitch on the way. Swung on a chop foul, two and two the count. Not a threat at all, the steal over at first base. Rondell calls for the pitch. And that one is chop foul for the 5,000th foul ball of this game. The pitch, 5,001. Fouled off down the first baseline. Colome sets and delivers. 
Inside pitch taken, three and two the count now. The Red Sox work the pitchers. They are very good at fouling off pitches and trying to get you to make enough mistakes that they can walk 90 feet down or get a base hit because of your error. This pitch on the way, and this one is fouled off as well. This is something that's been going on in Boston for at least the last two decades. Long games, lots of foul balls. Colome delivers. And that one's low. He worked the pitcher until he walked him. So Colome has walked the last two guys. And now it's a safe situation because the tying run is on the on-deck circle as Mitch Moreland comes up. So Colome's got to get it together now or he's going to have some trouble. He's blown one save this year. This is a non-safe situation. You don't want to be the reason the White Sox don't get out of here with the win. With Peraza on deck, righty versus lefty matchup, and the pitch on the way. That one is grounded. Abreu stabs it on a dive, throws the second for the first out, over the first to Colome for the double play. That looked like it was going in the right field, and Abreu dove across the dirt. Stab that one before it got by his glove on a snow cone, throws from his knees to second for the first out, and back over to Colome covering first. For the three to six to one double play to end the game, and the White Sox have taken two out of three from the Red Sox after losing the first one of this series in 12 innings, and they improve to six and three. Gio Gonzalez will get the win, and the Fenway faithful showed up all weekend long and only had one win out of it. 13 hits, seven runs scored for the White Sox, three runs on five hits for the Red Sox. Weber is your loser, Gonzalez is your winner, and I misspoke. It was not a safe situation in the end for Colome, but he did well out there when it mattered. Tim Anderson's your player of the game, two for five with a home run and a double. He had two RBIs and two runs. Nomar Mazzaro, two for five with a home run, two RBIs and two runs. Luis Robert, two for four with a double. Danny Mendick, two for four with a double and an RBI. Gonzalez, six innings pitched, five hits, seven strikeouts. Three walks and three earned runs is your winner this game. And the White Sox head back home tomorrow to go face the Seattle Mariners. I won't keep any more of your time. Thank you for listening to a White Sox simulated game and a White Sox simulated season. Brought to you by Sox in the basement and Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. Go to Grubhub right now or visit them at corkandcarryatthepark.com. There's a link right in the show description if that confuses you. Socks in the Basement returns tomorrow as we start a three-game series at home at the rate against the Seattle Mariners. We will see you there. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.